Hello, and welcome back to Deep Lorable, a podcast where a couple of friends dredge the internet for the deepest lore. I'm Michael Bastine. And I'm Billy Staples. And this week, we're talking about Monopoly. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Are we talking about the game or the person? And the answer is yes, and more. Billy, can you give our listeners a brief rundown on Monopoly uh, for those who have not uh, experienced the travesty that is the five-hour game that makes you hate your friends? Monopoly is a board game that has several different squares. Emphasis on board. Yeah, emphasis on board, because you will get bored playing this. It's got various squares on the board, two piles of cards, some dice, standard board game elements, more or less. The way you play it is players take turn rolling the dice and moving their token. You can use currency uh, currency to buy properties that you land on or utilities. Some spaces will also give you the ability to draw a card from the two from a one of the two piles. There's a little bit more to the game, but that's the gists of it. Yeah, it's a it's a fairly standard uh, roll your dice, move your mice style board game. The objective in this game is to either be the last person standing, as in the last person to have money and not be bankrupt, or to own all of the pieces on the board. As the game implies, it is heavily tailored around the idea of monopolizing certain resources. Before we get too far into this, Mm -hmm. most of my research was on the actual mascot of Monopoly. (laughs) Yeah? Okay, good. Because I I thought that's what we were researching? (laughs) Yeah, no, this is, that's like... There is a lot in a lot of different places. I've actually, my my research has been a little more scattershot between the board game and the mascot. So unfortunately, you're probably going to know all of the information that I have on the mascot. Uh, But that's good because there is, like, I started looking into that and I'm like, whoa, wait, there's names to like all the characters in this game. Yeah. What? There's lore? There's actual Monopoly lore? Billy, t- like, give us the, the, so here, let me give you, basically all I have are certain names. I know that Mr. Monopoly, as he's frequently referred to, is actually one Milburn Pennybags. Yes. Uh, who is frequently known as the Rich Uncle Pennybags. He apparently has a wife named Madge. I also found the jail character's name and the policeman's name. <laughs> but what like what else is on the table there, Billy? Like I, I there's aside so, from some advertisements taglines where it's been called one of the taglines. One of the lines from one of the advertisements was Monopoly has been bringing people together for years, which is a lie. And the other one was a nice, ruthless, money hungry family game, which is much more accurate. So, there's one character that you haven't named yet okay. that I know of, which I don't necessarily blame you. She's a new addition. Oh. Miss Monopoly, who is not the wife of Pennybags, but is instead the niece of him. And she's the mascot of the feminist version of Monopoly. Huh. So, there were, I heard rumors that there being like a niece and a nephew. The niece being named Sandy, the nephew being named Andy. Is that the is that the is Sandy the the Miss Monopoly on this board or I don't know for certain. It sounds like that would track considering. Oh, gosh, the 
the Monopoly verse is larger than I anticipated. There was also a commercial where he had three uh, nephews. Like his nephews come running up and said, hey, I want to be like you or we want to be like you. And it launched into an advertisement for another board game. Wow. Pennybags has got a lot of family that I did not know about. I, I so there's there's also like a second nephew named Randy. OK, I don't know if second nephew is referring to like a literal a nut, like a second person who is also a nephew or if it is like second nephew is like second cousin where it's like a, if there's like a like a family tree term going on here. Yeah, uh, the the jail's character by the name, the character that is in jail is named Jake the Jailbird. Uh, and the policeman's name is Officer Edward Mallory, which is just a very police officer name. That does sound very much like a a British constable's name. So this is something that I I was also un, under the suspicion, or un, I also believed that Mister Monopoly had a monocle. Yeah, everyone does seem to remember Mr. Monopoly as having a monocle, but... What's going on there is known as the Mandela effect, where everyone, when they're told a name, they picture something that's accurate, but has one or two things wrong. That might not be an exact exact description of the effect, of the Mandela effect, but in this instance, everyone agrees that Mr. Monopoly has a monocle. Not everybody, but yeah it, yeah, it seems to be the commonly remembered. Everybody seems to, most people seem to remember Mr. Monopoly as having a monocle. What's What scientists believe is going on there, and I use the word scientists kind of loosely, uh-huh. is basically the Mandela effect is causing us to visualize a monocle being on him because that's what everyone, not everyone, but most people see as a depiction of a wealthy person would be. A big mustache, yeah, a big hat, and a monocle. That is definitely a stereotypical, like, the Moneybags kind of personality or stereotype is is this, you know, top hat, well-to-do looking fellow with a mustache and a monocle and probably some kind of cane. Yeah. So there was another game featuring Mr. Monopoly known as Free Parking, and it's a card game that utilizes a point system, but the the way you track the points is by using parking meters. Okay. Which looked a little odd to me. Yeah, I I, I watched a, a commercial involving that, which was weird because it had like the Monopoly man saying like start the timer and you have X amount of time to go and like take your son to the dentist and then start the timer again. And so you have X amount of time to yeah. uh, do this next thing. It seems like an interesting... Uh, change up of the game now speaking of change up in the game the second one and this is the one that has the three nephews running up to him at his okay. desk and asking or telling him that telling him that they want to be like him is called advanced to boardwalk okay it's monopoly except only the strip that boardwalk is on like it plays very similar to monopoly it's just that one strip okay so it's like super short yeah. That's it's kind of fun. It's described as a more fast-paced, ruthless version of Monopoly. That is fun. There, So, I'm assuming, Billy, when you say that there's, like, two spinoffs, you mean that there is, like, two spinoff games, not, like, alternate editions of Monopoly? Yeah, two spinoffs. Because there are a lot of different there editions of Monopoly. So many different, different ones of Monopoly. There's a Star Wars one. The one that I really liked to mention was Longest Game Ever Edition. 
Uh, which is Monopoly, but there's 66 spaces instead uh. of the sand standard number. Also, some other rules have been mildly changed. The win condition has changed. The only way to win longest game ever Monopoly is by owning every space on the board. Oh, no. You can continue to play while bankrupt. <laughs> there is only one die for moving. Ah. Uh. So no doubles and no moving more than six spaces at a time. Oh my goodness, that game. Like, oh gosh, Hasbro went out of their way to make a game that is like, hey, this did, we did what we said on the tin. D&D might be a game that takes years to play through, but uh, it doesn't feel that long. This one does. One of my other favorite uh, additions, which Connor brought to my attention, uh, is One of a Kind Monopoly. Oh, no. One of a Kind Monopoly is actually a standard game of Monopoly, um, but it is it does cost $100,000 on account of the fact that it uses real 18-karat gold tokens, houses, and hotels. The board is made out of rosewood and uses gold leaf to emboss the street names into it. Uh, there are real emeralds embedded around the community chest and rubies embedded in the brake lights of the car on the free parking space. Why? The, the currency is also actual U.S. currency. But why, though? <laughs> I don't, one of a kind. I don't know. Because money, I guess. Holy cow, though. This thing is like, look this up. It is gorgeous. So did you, how many commercials did you watch from Monopoly? I didn't actually end up uh, running through that many commercials. Uh, most of my research was done bouncing around between different like rabbit holes and stuff. All right. Did you find something particularly? So I, I didn't find something that like is earth shattering or builds on the lore. Hmm. But this the commercial, Skittle, the Skittles, <laughs> Skittles yeah. commercial, yeah. Oh gosh, this this commercial kind of striked me as odd, mm -hmm. which is kind of odd brand for the 1980s. It involves a bunch of people waiting for a plane, but it gets delayed, so they end up pulling out a Monopoly board and just playing Monopoly. Yeah. Why? Like, who would do? I can, I can absolutely see where, why someone. Oh my goodness! I like. Oh, I have so many conflicted feelings about this. Though that may be from the fact that we're coming, we're coming around the bend on a you know global pandemic, and we've all gotten very used to the idea of no, don't, don't talk to, don't even be around other people. Uh, I can I I think I've I think I know people who are the kind of people that if a plane gets delayed would break out a board game and try <laughs> to get everybody playing it. I remember youth events like that youth events where you know we would start like a a game of something and it would just spread and there'd be a bunch of people playing. That is a wild a wild assertion though. Do you know anything about a a board, a Monopoly board that has a 3D version of the go to jail space. 
I don't. Enlighten me. So there's there's a commercial. I don't I haven't found anything on this. I spent, I want to say, a good solid seven, eight minutes looking this up to find it. Oh, a whole seven minutes. In one of the commercials, very briefly, you see a 3D version of the go to space or go to jail space. What do you mean? What do you mean by 3D? So like normally it's just painted onto the board. In this, it was like how do I describe, how do I describe that? It looked like someone had taken another like a piece of cardboard, cut out the cardboard into the shape of the go to jail uh, policeman, and just kind of stuck it on this other little bit of plastic, a uh, little bit of cardboard, so that way it springs. So it has the appearance of being three D. It looked real weird. That is strange. Do you still have access to that commercial? I could find it quickly on YouTube. Yeah, grab that commercial. Let's see if we can suss this out. I watched a lot of Monopoly yes. commercials earlier. Commercial? I In all of our researching of like these characters and products and stuff, the commercials are honestly one of, usually one of the best places to derive lore from for these for these products. All right, I've I found it. Here I copied it at the the time. So if you pause it the minute you hit play, look at that go to go to jail space. It holy crap, you're right. It's like someone made a little 3D puppet. Yeah. I I have to imagine that that is from like that is the artists in the commercial, like the designers and stuff in the commercial making, trying to make the game seem more exciting without having like the time to do uh, actual like CG effects. Presumably yeah. This commercial came out early enough to kind of be before the, like before the budget would be big enough for something like that, because I'm looking at this. It's definitely a paper cutout. Like it is, it is clearly someone took, they didn't even use an exacto knife. They took scissors to this. Yeah. It, I, I looked at that and was, I had to do a double take because this this commercial is 13 seconds long. You're absolutely right. Like, this is a 13-second clip. I missed it the first time I opened this video from you. Oh, what is that? I saw it out of the corner of my eye and was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> That's not a normal board. At this point, I should know what a normal board is. We spent, what, five hours recently playing Monopoly? Yes, we did recently play a game of Monopoly that lasted at least four hours, I think five. We ended at, what, 2 a.m.? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was... It was rough. Ooh, that was a long game. It was not it. Which, incidentally, uh, is one of the biggest criticisms of the game. A lot of people, a lot of, like, critics of board games do not like Monopoly. They say it's a bad game. It was badly designed. Parker Brothers, uh, Parker Brothers... Yes, Parker Brothers initially when they uh, got the like the early version of Monopoly from Charles Darrow, the creator of Monopoly, or at least the the producer, quote unquote, of Monopoly, they listed 52 things that they didn't like about Monopoly before turning Charles Darrow down. Charles Darrow then proceeded to go and uh, individual, like independently produce Monopoly, and it got popular enough in the little local area that he was producing in that Parker Brothers was like, oh, wait, maybe we do actually want, want this game. 
Monopoly is, fun fact, based off of Atlanta City, New Jersey. Uh, and the longest ever Monopoly game, we were talking about, you know, the the blistering five hours that we played. <laughs> the longest game of Monopoly. Do you know how long that lasted, Billy? Uh, I want to say like a couple weeks. You want to ballpark a number of days? I'm going to say 25 to 30 days. You're close. It was 70 days. I I wouldn't say I was close. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I was I was it was that was a bit. Uh no. Yeah. The world record game of Monopoly, 70 days. And oh my goodness. I can barely handle playing any game, any video game for 70 days. Oh boy. And they want to say the longest game ever edition is the longest game. I'm pretty sure that 70 days was standard Monopoly. Oh, God. Imagine what would happen if they did the longest game ever. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, well, actually, the longest game ever edition may have be harder. Like, it's definitely going to take longer than your standard game of Monopoly. But it may be difficult to expand to a full, like, how can we make this last as long as we can? If only because it has such a concrete end condition, like win condition. Yeah. To specifically own every space on the board. Part of the reason why Monopoly can last so long is just the sheer fact that you can kind of fight back and forth with people. Whereas this one, you can, kind of, but it is primarily predicated on owning every space, not just uh, bankrupting your enemies. Enemies? Opponents? Talking about other editions of the game, uh, did you hear about the 1940s wartime Monopoly? No. This was not a version of Monopoly based on the 1940s and World War, I think, 2? Let me fact check that one. Yeah, 40s was 2, because the 60s was... I want to say... Six, I want to say 60s was um, Cold War. Uh, yes, World War II was the 40s. Well, yeah. 39 to 45. During the war, the British Secret Service, that's real hard to say, the British Secret Service made a version of Monopoly to help prisoners of war escape from German prison camps. Well, hmm. So this game was, these games were distributed by fake charities and they were made a little differently than your standard Monopoly game today. Cloth maps, knives, metal files, miniature compasses, rope, and real money were all hidden in the boards of these games, of these versions. It like it was it was a legitimately helpful like it worked. It worked surprisingly well. Uh there were certain marks made on various like spaces of the board. And depending on what spaces were marked in what way, uh, that indicated what maps were inside. They used silk to make the cloth maps so that the maps would not rustle when opened. Uh, and also mm. that, so the maps could get wet and stuff without ruining them. Yeah. Like these were super inventive ways to actually get uh, escape kits to prisoners of war. And I I'm, I am here for it. That was, that is a that really... Is... That's that's using tactics and looking at a problem being like, how can we easily solve this? Exactly. I could find no record of them like the Germans figuring this out. <laughs> like 
I, I'm obviously they realize it now because you know it's a it's a it's a known secret. But I I'm just surprised at how effective it sound sounds like it was. What else you got, Billy? So I have I have one more small fact. Apparently, in 2017, they released a commercial that was uh, advertising the fact that they added the cat token, which I could have sworn was in the game before 2017. Mm-hmm. But also, I could be wrong. You know, I I the pieces I feel it feels like the pieces change a lot. The yeah. The, 10 tokens that start like the starting tokens, the tokens from when the game was made by Charles Darrow were an iron, a purse, a lantern, a race car, a thimble, a shoe, a top hat, a battleship, a cannon and a rocking horse made when Charles Darrow's nieces recommended metal charms from their charm bracelets, which honestly Mm. I thought was very inventive, but yeah, it changes so much. And, and uh, Hasbro or Parker Brothers, whoever whoever had it at the time, has done several like polls, being like, "Hey, what pieces should we have?" The the advertisement, I'll I'll try to find it because it's it's actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It starts with people using their physical pets as <laughs> pieces. It's like they <laughs> pick up the cat and move it over the spaces. Oh, and the cat just looks so done. <laughs> I can imagine. I I I can imagine that that commercial was an unruly one to uh, record. Speaking of commercials and TV shows and stuff, uh, did you know this Monopoly TV show? I did not. It it's off the air. It did not last very long. Oh, that cat does look very done. It is off the air. It did not last very long. It is a game show. It is a game show. That has almost nothing to do with Monopoly. <laughs> uh, wait. It, hmm. it Aside from, you know, Monopoly being like the premise of the game, but it doesn't have any of the usual characteristics of Monopoly. It is a weird kind of word association show. Uh, there are three contestants. And uh, like I found an episode of it recorded on YouTube. It was like a 25-minute episode aired in the 90s, I think in the early 90s. The contestants are given a letter, and then the host goes around the board, the standard Monopoly board, and uh, when, like, they, I don't think, they don't roll the die for the first, they don't roll the dice for the first round. For the first round, they just go in in order uh, in the spaces around the board. And every time that the host lands on a, a property... The contestants are given a, a like a clue, a hint, and the first person to correctly guess the word associated with the hint that uses the letter given, like the first letter, the letter is the first letter of the word, uh, gets the property and also gains the value of the property added to their pool of uh, income, their bank. Huh. I at that. <laughs> It's from the 90s, so it's it's a little cringy and also kind of hilarious to watch these, like, grown adults, two of which are, like, these businessmen, you know, with a somewhat balding hair, get very excited about correctly guessing. <laughs> because it's such... They're hamming it up so much. Like, it's not... It's so obvious that they're not actually nearly as excited inside as they're pretending to be. 
but they're pretending to be so excited. It's just like, oh my goodness. After after a couple rounds go by, though, and all of the properties are won, for each of the monopolies that the contestants have, once they kind of uh, get all the properties divvied out, uh, the contestants are allowed to pay from their pool to place hotels or... How, how, what is the other one? Houses? Yeah, houses. Uh, houses or hotels on their Monopoly spaces. And then the game progresses, and then you start rolling dice. The, 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 one, the one of the co-hosts, the, host, the hostess, uh, rolls these big old foam dice. And they begin moving around the board based on the dice rolls, and uh, contestants are given the opportunity to answer when it lands on a space that is owned by and monopolized by one contestant, contestants are allowed to answer the the same kind of word association uh, puzzle. If they fail to answer, other contestants can steal the answer and then also steal the space. If they successfully answer, they gain the money that you would normally gain from rent on that space. It huh. is a weird game show. I honestly just didn't expect there to be a Monopoly game show. Yeah. The video games did not surprise me. There are a lot of Monopoly video games. They are largely the game of Monopoly, but but played virtually. Did you have any of the Monopoly video games, by the way? No. Not currently, but did you like, did you ever? No. I did at one point. I'm sure I did. It was like a, it's like a generic PC version of Monopoly. I own, I own the, I actually still own the board game. It's up in my closet there. I feel like that's a game that a lot of people own. I also have Risk, but. Uh, Billy, you could have, you could have the longest game, the Gap, the longest game, you could have the longest game ever edition for the low, low price of 20 bucks on Amazon. That'd be a deal if only, you know, we could actually meet up in person to play it. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about that TV show? You, you were about you were starting to say something, and then I interrupted you rudely. It it surprises me to an extent that there's a monopoly, but it surprises me even more like a monopoly game show. But it surprises me even more that it has all. It took all of the rules from Monopoly and kind of thrown them out the <laughs> and window, threw them in the garbage, right in the trash, and came up with its own rules. That's the thing that strikes me. They're like, we're gonna make a game of Monopoly. How are we gonna do that? Well. We're going to take all the rules. Yeah, the rules of Monopoly. Yeah. And we're going to put them in the garbage. Well, no, hang on. <laughs> you know what surprised me even more than, you know, the way that they just threw out all the rules of Monopoly for the Monopoly TV show? What's that? Uh, the Monopoly movie. Oh. It's not released yet. Kevin Hart's going to be in it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on tell me please the plot? you want to know the synopsis i i want to know who's playing mr Pen Pennybags. <laughs> no i think nobody i don't know though i don't know all the twists and turns i don't know the entire cast honestly i don't even know if the movie as it was originally sort of incepted uh is going to happen all i know is that the last, the most recent update for the Monopoly movie was in 2019, and the first update for the Mon Monopoly movie was in 2008. So, like, this project mm. has been a long time coming. It's been in the works. 
Yikes. The current synopsis for the movie, supposedly, involves a group of kids from Baltic Avenue, which, quick sidebar, remember, uh, Monopoly is actually based on the city of Atlantic City, New Jersey. There is, like, an actual Baltic Avenue and stuff. Like, these places, at least at one point, were real places. More or less. But a group of kids from Baltic Avenue discover that the inventor of Monopoly, uh, Charles Darrow, whatever, what's his face? Yeah, Charles Darrow, hid a series of clues in the board game, leading to a hidden fortune. (laughs) The rest of the movie is then proceeding to follow the clues through Atlantic City, New Jersey, chased by a nearly bankrupt casino owner who also wants the hidden fortune. (laughs) What is this movie? And why is this movie more related to Monopoly than the Monopoly game show? (laughs) Now I'm kind of interested to see who Kevin Hart is playing. (laughs) I know, right? Because he's not playing one of the kids. I'd be scared if he was. Is he the casino owner? Kevin Hart doesn't strike me as the kind of person who plays villains very well. No, I don't. Is he playing Charles Darrow? Charles Darrow's dead in the movie, so... Maybe he's playing like a... Or is supposed to play as like a, a stander by who's just watching the chaos unfold? Standard? I don't know. It kind of looks like he was supposed to be a star in it, though. Whenever I think of live action uh, Mr. Monopoly, I just think of John Tron wearing the monocle, <laughs> the top hat, and having the big mustache. Well, now, the fake on. one. Now you're... Now you're uh... We need to get John Tron to play as Mr. Monopoly in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's hard to find any information about this movie because it is in such like rumor stage of production. I imagine it might be one of those movies where they they had a goal for it and had and like worked out a plot and everything. And then in the middle of filming or as they were wrapping up filming. Lost the rights to do it. You know, I don't know if it's a rights issue, but from what I could see, it did look like it had bounced between a couple different studios and kind of ended up in Kevin Hart's studio in conjunction with another one. So it may be a funding issue. It may be just people think there's not going to be any money in a Monopoly movie, which there's some irony in there somewhere buried. I don't know. I also kind of want to see this movie. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I... Another movie came out recently that was supposed to be video. Uh, it's kind of related in the sense of it was based on a game. Jumanji 2? Oh, wait, no. Wasn't there weird like Jumanji 3 or something? There was Jumanji 3. No, I'm talking about the f- original script for the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, is that still turned- going on, by the way? I thought th- last I, I heard that had just been taking a lot of. So. It bounced around a couple studios and Scott Conthan would receive the script and say, no, this isn't good enough and send it back. Eventually, they. A studio had one that they really liked and they sent it to him. He denied it, said, no, this isn't this. This won't do. My fans won't love this. You know, this is doing an injustice to the fans. Well, yeah, that move, that movie studio then went on to just. Basically, they changed the name of the of the pizza place that it takes place in and all mm-hmm. the animatronics and just 
put it out there. They and the stars rewrote the movie and yeah, which they, from what I understand, they had Scott's blessing blessing to do this. Yeah, Scott Cawthon is definitely the kind of creator where he's like the main reason that he is a indie sort of solo game creator is due to the fact that he's he is completely one hundred percent wholeheartedly against the way uh, producers and production companies screw with the intended like um, story and stuff of the work but is not he doesn't end up with that like he tends to somehow through some magical means manages to avoid that kind of um kind of i don't know high and mighty that's not the right way to put it what's the word when someone's kind of full of themselves and believes their like their vision is the end all be all ah uh, you know what i'm talking about right yeah i know what i know what you mean I just misplaced the word for it because it, it happens a lot like they're like creators, content creators will will get this sort of pious like. Anything that's not exactly the way I envision it is is terrible and no good. And, you know, it's just it's this very like self aggrandizing sort of air that they get to them. And Scott Coffin, he, like. He somehow manages, at least from my, in my kind of opinion and perspective, he somehow manages to do a lot of the same things that those kinds of creators do without getting into that sort of self-absorbed state. Kind of like what you were saying, you know, he, he, he that script was made and he's like, this is good, but it's not quite what I, what I'm looking for, but then still turned around and was like, yeah, you guys can just, just don't use my characters and stuff, but yeah, you can still put out the, the movie, you know, just rewrite it a little bit to make sure that it's not stealing my stuff. Like he's okay with other people using the concept that he has made popular. So going back to this movie, the, the five nights of Freddy's movie that eventually got, just changed up a little bit and uh, mm-hmm. put out is named Willie's Wonderland. Oh, and this no. and the star of it is none other than Nicolas Cage. Oh, no. And the poster for this. That's a good decision. And I hate that. The poster for it makes it very much look like another pan uh, bird demic. <laughs> oh, it better be. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, once you get Nicolas Cage in there. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. Oh, he's such a... I have such conflicted feelings about Nicolas Cage as an actor. Because, like, on one hand, I'm pretty sure there are actually movies where he's a fairly good actor. Um, But there's, there's, there's just so many movies that he's in where it's like... Where it's like, oh, gosh. It's just so over the top. That's an upsetting movie. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if... <laughs> I like the, the... tagline. <laughs> 2020 isn't over yet, kids. That can't be real. That cannot be real. That can't be real. <laughs> I... 2020 isn't over yet, kids. There's no way. Apparently that is just the poster for the theatrical release. 
Oh, gosh. Hey, Billy, remember that thing where every movie poster ever is better if you put googly eyes on? <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, you also need to add some tiny ones to Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> All the eyes need to be replaced with googly eyes. Anyway. Oh, gosh. I do want to see this Monopoly movie jumping back on track. Yeah. So, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. We have the premise. We have the Monopoly movie featuring Kevin Hart. Uh, we're going to say featuring or starring because I don't know how we'd put Kevin Hart in a starring role. What's the plot of this movie? We've got the synopsis. What's the plot? How does this movie go? I imagine it'll, mm-hmm. it'll probably be... Because, like, j- just to clarify, this movie's super generic. Yeah. So we've seen this movie before, is my point. How does it go? What's the plot? What's the twist at the end? Let's call our shot now. We're going to have this on recording. All right. The kids... The kids leave leave to go on this quest. Well, they... no, 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 because we can't start in media. Well, oh, I, well, maybe. Do we start in the middle of things? Do we start in Midias Race? I feel like we do. And then, like, the beginning of this movie's got to be like the the beginning timeline wise. The beginning of this movie has to be them discovering this clue in the board game. Okay, so we have them. We have them discover. They discover the clue. One, the first of the clues. Mm-hmm. They start heading over there. They solve some sort of very easy puzzle. Mm-hmm. Start heading to the second clue. They get there. The antagonist shows up. Mm-hmm. A chase sequence happens. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the Inmedius race. Like when the opening of the movie after the opening credits, we we like have this splash screen of these kids running away in some crazy yeah. condition from a casino owner i'm thinking it's one of those things where they're like running through a market square and you've got this casino owner who's um got like feathers stuck to his face so he looks like he has this big mustache and there's this hat that's like half hanging off of his uh head and he's got a cane like in his hand as he's rushing after these guys. And this is entirely due to the fact, like leading up to the beginning of this scene, which we don't see when we start the movie, but we see at near to the end of the movie in the third act, once they, they have this chase scene. Uh, he has run through like this market square and been hit in the face by like rotten fruit or something, which has got his face coated in like honey or or like some sticky something. And he's crashed through a clothing like a cart. And so he's broken open like a pillow. And that's where all these feathers have come from. And this hat and stuff has fallen on his head uh, from when he's crashed through this cart. And he's carrying a cane because he's hurt his leg at some point. And so he picked up a cane earlier in the movie. Um, but his, his leg has like just barely gotten better at this point. So he's just chasing these kids. No, his leg still isn't better. That's why he's fallen through this cart. (laughs) And so that's why in the beginning of the movie, the scene that we open on is these kids running in terror from this mustachioed hat wearing man. That is also one of the, uh, the 
trailer shots. That's like the trailer shot, right? Because that's what's going to get the Monopoly man Pennybags on the screen in spite of the fact that Milburn Pennybags is not actually in the movie. Because every one of these movies do that. They give a character on the front of the screen that you're like, oh, that character's going to be in the movie. That leads you to believe that. But they never say that that character's actually going to be there. And turns out it is just an Easter egg that happens in the third act. The opening of this movie, I'm thinking that this is an old version of the board game, like the ones made in the 1940 era wartime, that they break open, right? Yeah. They accidentally break. It's like in the attic. They, they're dusting off. They're in the attic of one of the characters' uh, houses, and they're dusting off this old board game, and it falls, and it breaks. And it breaks open, revealing a cloth map and also all this other stuff. And one of the three kids, the nerd one, because there's always a nerd one, he's got big glasses, asthma, he sneezes, you know. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, I know about this. In the in the World War II, they made these to help people escape from German prison camps. And then they unroll the map, expecting you to see a map of, like, Germany. But it's not Germany. It's actually of Atlantic City, New Jersey. And they're like, wait, why is this a map of Atlantic City, New Jersey? And then they find something else. They find another thing, a little slip of parchment, weathered and yellowed in age. And this parchment has a little riddle on it that tells them to go I, i'm not gonna spitball this little iambic pentameter riddle but you know it's one of those four stanza like four not stanzas yeah. but like this four line deal where it rhymes the uh, it goes the a b a b rhyme scheme i iambic pentameter just like dr seuss stuff it's exactly that and it's basically says uh solve my riddle for fortune for money and they're like oh man money and so they go and they start uh, looking around the different boards on the map because they realize that where go is marked because, uh, you know, they use the different markings for each of the wartime monopoly things to tell you what kind of map is there. This one's marked on the go space and the go space has a special little little anagram or something that helps them figure out uh, where to start in Atlantic City, New Jersey. What space is quote unquote go? And so they start there, and that is how they keep going. They advance to each of the spaces on the Monopoly board in turn. They have to find the real-world locations in Atlantic City, New Jersey. They find these locations, and there's a clue. And in each of these clues, there's another little clue that tells them which place to go to next. That leads to right around the end of the second act, where they hit the third act breakup, where... Uh, one of the kids does something that uh, makes the other two angry, and so they act like they're not going to work together again. But we all know that that's a farce, because the third act breakup is in, like, every kid's movie, and it never lasts, and it's just to build tension, and it's completely pointless. But it's going to be there, because that's in every movie. And that's when we get into the chase scene. The second... Oh, we missed where they, we missed where they started adding the... Uh, the Casino Man. Where's Casino Man getting involved? Oh, I know! Uh, the casino man gets involved during the sec uh, beginning of the second act, right? Where one of the spaces for, oh, the go space, the starting space, that's in the casino. There that's you go. in the casino where the, where the nearly bankrupt casino man is. And he finds that one of the kids drops something. That's why the third act breakup happens. One of the kids drops something, probably the first clue, right? 
And that's how the casino man gets involved and he starts chasing the kids down. And so, you know, shenanigans ensue up until the end of the second act where you get the third act breakup where the other two realize that the first kid dropped the thing and that's what brought the casino man down on their head. So they're all mad and they leave, storm off like they're acting like they're not going to work together again. But we know that they are because jump to the third act, you've got the chase scene that's going on and it starts off with the group still split up and the casino man finds the two. And so they start running and uh, they're trying to escape casino man. And the third one, the one that, that got kicked out because they dropped the clue at the beginning, joins in on the other two and saves them somehow and gets them away from casino man briefly, which causes the third act breakup thing to unhappen because they're like, Oh, you saved us. That makes everything better now for some reason. And that, but then Casino Man breaks through something, probably the cart, and is covered in all that stuff. And that's the Inmedius Race scene that we started with at the beginning of this movie, tying it all together. And they escape, they run away from the Casino Man, and they find the last uh the last clue and somehow the police get involved so that, you know, Casino Man isn't, you know, actively chasing a bunch of children. Cause that's probably illegal. Uh, and the casino man goes to jail because that is a classic thing that happens in the Monopoly movie. He gets the go to jail card, but wait, he thinks he has a get out of jail free card and that's the setup for the sequel. (laughs) I think that's the movie. I think that's the whole movie. (laughs) I probably missed a few spots here and there. (laughs) So. I think I spiraled into something. (laughs) I figured out how we could get Kevin Hart into this. Oh yeah, shoot! I forgot about Kevin Hart. Where's Kevin Hart? We have we have Kevin Hart playing as the police officer oh, who's following behind. That's perfect because Kevin Hart's like this great comedian, right? And that would be yeah. phenomenal comedic relief to have Kevin Hart play this police officer figure who's trying to, you know, stop this like nearly bankrupt casino guy from chasing a bunch of kids because you can't do that. Oh, and that's how he gets involved. That's how the uh the the third kid gets back in after the third act the third act breakup because the police officer and the kid uh start working together. And so that's how they save the casino man. Casino man is chasing the kids who are in a cop car because the police are the police officer kept played by Kevin Hart is helping the kids. And that is also how uh, Casino Man has been crashing through things because, you know, he's in a car at that point. He's like sticking his head out the window trying to see because the front of his car is covered in stuff because he's crashed through something else. (laughs) This is how his face gets covered in all this crap. We've just we've done it. (laughs) We've written the whole movie. Give me my one hundred million dollars. I imagine I'll share with Billy. I promise. I imagine when Kevin Hart goes to arrest the the casino owner, he says some sort of like one line comedic relief line and then takes him off to jail. Oh yeah. No, it's gotta be like one off. Oh, it's, it's cause it's gotta be something like go to jail. And I know exactly what it is. Cause it's what you read off on the monopoly card. Time to go to jail money bag. No, no, no. He, he, he has to read the, the exact wording on the Monopoly go to jail card, which is go to jail, go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. He's got to say it in that like. In that Kevin snark- Hart voice, like, you know. Yeah, the snarky cop voice. Yeah. 
All right, man, you're not collect. You're not going. You're not. You're not going to to the ghost space. You're not collecting two hundred dollars. You're going directly to jail. Because the because the casino guy's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm allowed to be doing this. And Kevin Hart's just like, no, no, you do not get to do this. You get to go to jail. Go directly to jail. You do not pass go. You do not collect two hundred dollars. You're coming with me. He slaps cuffs on the guy. And it's a comedy, so you know he's not going to actually read him his Miranda rights. It would be, it would be, it would add to that scene like a little bit more if Kevin Hart actually pulled out the card and was just reading off the card. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> oh, is Kevin Hart playing like a new cop in this? Like he's like yeah, a fresh, imagine. like like just out of the academy cop, and so yeah. <laughs> he's got like all of his stuff that he's supposed to read on a little card. So he pulls out this card that's got the Miranda rights on it, right? And it then, ends up being the go to jail card. Yeah, it's just the go to jail card. Oh. I want to watch this movie. This is a good movie. Hang on. Oh. It'd be a fantastic movie. It would. You know, Billy, I was a little worried around the 28 minute mark when it felt like we were stretching somewhat for content and now we're hitting the hour mark and I'm like, no, we're good. <laughs> we're good. There were, it got a little slow in the middle there, but then we got to the monopoly movie and Oh my goodness, we have discovered the deepest lore and it's not, <laughs> Oh, flipping Kevin Hart plays Edward Mallory. There you go. The casino, the casino man's name is Jake. Cause nobody knows that Jake is, is the name of the person who's in jail in Monopoly. Because, you know, yeah. we're talking about the deepest lore. Nobody knows the name of the character. I didn't know that the character on the jail space was named. Because why would he be? Yeah. Oh, what's the name of the casino? Because um, I feel like it should be related to Jailbird or something. What are casino names? What are name, What are casinos named? The Birdcage. I kind of like that. The cage? The cage. Well, but then we need a Nicolas Cage cameo. We could have we could have Nicolas Cage being the janitor. Let's see. <laughs> uh the Twin Spires Casino, the Golden Nugget Casino, Bet MGM, uh let's see, Wind Creek Casino and Hotel, Apache Gold Casino Resort, Apache Sky Casino, Blue Water Resort and Casino, Bucky's Casino, Casino del Sol, Casino of the Sun. That's probably the same place. Desert Diamond Casino, Wild Horse Pass Hotel and Casino, Oak Lawn Racing Casino, Artichoke Joe's Casino. <laughs> we can't name the casino after the jail space, I've realized, because we've set the beginning of the movie, the go, like the starting space at this casino. And we can't have the kids go through all of this stuff and like not get to the part with the casino until they get to the jail space, right? Yeah. Or do you think, or do you think differently? Diamond Jim's no, I, casino. I, I think, I think you're onto something. What would be entertaining is if the, the jail space, mm -hmm. the, the jail with air quote space was in front of the police station. Oh, that would, wow. I just peaked my microphone hard. <laughs> Uh, I peaked my vocal cords hard too. That would be good though. That would be good. That would, 
That would be good. That would that would uh, we could kind of have a a wrap it all up in a bow kind of situation. Yeah, because then, uh, hmm, that would be good. What do we call this casino? Pasco Casino. I, I like the Pasco Casino. That has a ring to it. It does. Maybe the maybe the the neon sign has like the 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 go arrow. It's not two words. It's not pass go. Yeah. It's like one. It's like the Pasco Casino. P a s s g o Casino. It's just subtle enough to get away with, uh, to not be too heavy. Like it's just heavy handed enough for the kids to get it on a kids movie, but just subtle enough that it's not like okay, you're reaching. Yeah. Pasco, because because the more you say Pasco, it does kind of start to sound like a thing. Maybe, maybe have a um, have the nerd kid like walk up to a to the to a picture of a character, mm-hmm. or like a a person, and the p- person's last name is Pasco. That way, it has like a that actually could work too. That's the flipping that's the casino owner's name, like the yeah. casino owner's last name is Pasco. Give it that sort of like. It's obviously supposed to be Pasco for collecting two hundred dollars. Jake Pasco, but it also is in this universe his name. Well, no, actually, that's a fair point. It can't be uh, well unless Jake is an ancestor, because this casino would have had to have been put in play, or it would. This casino has to be named in such a way that Charles Darrow could have made a secret like you know, set all this stuff up. So this casino has to be old. I imagine he's like, he inherited from his, from his father who inherited from. Okay. His yeah. Father. And that's why it's a failing business. Cause it's just been yeah. so long and they haven't updated any of the infrastructure or anything. And it's just, it's going to cost so much money now. And he's there's, like, ah. there's this hidden, like little bit of lore where the Pascos were great friends to the creator of Monopoly. And that's, why they allowed him to put the ghost space in their, in their casino. Yeah. That's just dumb enough to be what would be in one of these kids movies. Isn't it? Yeah. I imagine there's a big old arrow on the floor. (laughs) Oh yes. Well, no, that's, that's one of the other, uh, trailer shots is the like pan up in this casino. And when you pan to the overhead shot, uh, it looks like a big, like lit up go space. Yeah. (laughs) It's go spelled out in, uh, in like in the lights slot machines, it's like flashing lights. Yeah, <laughs> with one big arrow. Make it make it subtle to where like the arrow, without seeing like from a top down, the arrow looks like it's just like hey, bathroom this way or something like that or yeah, exit. Yeah. But then when you pan up, it's just the giant ghost space. It is. Oh no, because it's definitely like go play like kind of thing. It's it's go yeah. like it's pointing towards the you know the other games and stuff. Oh my goodness! Uh, I like I like this movie. <laughs> oh, it's a good movie. One of the shenanigans is a bunch of kids have to figure out how to get into a casino, which typically don't allow underage kids inside. I mean, there's only one thing that they can do there. Stereotypical movie thing: two kids in a trench coat. Ooh, that is a good choice. That is a classic: two kids in a trench coat. That's classic enough that it'd be like it'd be good for them to bring it back. You know? Yeah. Because I it's it's. It's a little, it's a little, 
it got to one of those things where it's overdone, but now it's been it hasn't been done in so long that we could do it again, kind of thing. It'd be a nice it'd be a nice callback to old movies. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we also need to have like the bouncer or someone say, "You look like two kids in a trench coat," <laughs> and they, you know, uh, roll a nat twenty on the deception. No, no, no. It's uh, it's Kevin Hart that does that. <laughs> it's Kevin Hart that that drops that line, and it is it is um, it's because the kids managed to successfully use that trick at the beginning, but once they actually meet Kevin Hart, and there there's something happens where they have to they want to try that move again, and so they get on each other's shoulders in the ke- trench coat, and they're like, "See, pretty convincing, right?" And Kevin Hart's like, "No, the kids are like, see, how do we look?" And Kevin Hart's like, "You look like two kids in a trench coat." I do want to see this movie. I've got myself hyped for it now. We're also over an hour on recording. We should probably yeah, we, wrap this up. We should up. probably wrap it up now before we get to another sidetrack. Oh my goodness. All right. Oh. Thank you all for listening. Uh remember to <laughs> follow us at uh on Twitter at Deplorable for any uh, for updates and uh, spoilers without context and make sure if you have any topic suggestions to get them to us at uh, deplorablecontact at gmail.com and oh man Billy do you have any do you have anything uh, anything else for today for this I do not okay <laughs> well thank you again all for listening uh, I am Michael Bastine. And I'm Billy Staples. And we will see you. Nope, I did it again. Gosh, dang it, I was doing so good. You will hear from us next time. Bye-bye.